welcome to another episode of Live Life Well, the podcast. Our mission is to end burnout culture by empowering world changers to burn bright and not out so that they can live and lead from a place of purpose with joy and delight. My name is Amy Leong and I will be sharing the life-giving practices and lessons that I've learned on this journey of failing forward. As a former lawyer turned leadership and well-being coach, we'll be talking about holistic wellness, servant leadership principles, self-care, mental health and spiritual health and other things close to my heart such as social justice issues, creativity in the workplace and the current global pandemic. I'm dedicated to sharing from a place of authenticity and I'm going to give you VIP access to my conversations with wise mentors and guests. My hope is that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have something you can apply to your life so that you can live it well. I also hope that it feels like we're sitting across from each other in a cafe over a nice cup of coffee or your favorite beverage here in Melbourne and having a chat like old friends. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome to the live interview with Amy To from Amor Mexico. We have a few people watching live, someone who's just said hi Amy, so I don't know which Amy you're talking to, but hopefully to both of us. Um, Please put your name as well in there just in case because at the moment StreamYard doesn't always show us your name unless they give you, uh, you give permission. So let me introduce Amy To to you. Amy is one of the co-founders of an 18-year-old business called Amor Mexico, a Mexican restaurant in Blackburn, Victoria, in Australia. And Amy is the youngest of five from a refugee family that has um, had a huge entrepreneurial spirit uh, from the get-go. A wife of two boys, a public speaker, a workshop facilitator and community builder, we know that Amy will be able to speak so deeply to our themes today of breaking the bias as a woman of colour. Amy is also one of the co-authors of this book. If you're watching live, you can see me showing it. It's My Courageous Journey. And uh, this was officially launched into the world last week on International Women's Day. So welcome, Amy, to the Live Life World podcast live and as well as the Burn Bright Bright Blueprint uh, Facebook group as well. Thank you, Amy. From Amy to Amy, you know, I'm just so excited. I woke up this morning and I said, what a wonderful way to celebrate today with, you know, you, Amy, with your community. And um, I'm just, and so thank you for the opportunity, you know, to talk about women, to talk about, you know, self-care, talk about, you know, preventing burnout, whatever it may be. And I'm just grateful. And I think we're going to have a great time together. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I think so too. And we love starting our interviews with the question, which I know a lot of people find difficult to nail it down to one thing, but Mm. knowing all that you know today, Mm. uh, what would be the number one thing that you would have told your 20-year-old self or some life advice that you would have given to a younger version of you? Wow. Well, I've just turned 47. So if I were to to give my younger self, you know, the words of wisdom or advice, I would say just be yourself. Just be true and be yourself. I think that that's probably the hardest and yet the easiest. But when we, you know, be our authentic self and show others who we are, 
the right people will come to our life and opportunities will open. Yeah. Yeah, that's such good advice. And I think um, the follow-up question for me would be then, along your journey, how did you get to that place where you're like you were comfortable in your skin and um, and could finally be like true to yourself? Um, and yeah, happy for you to start wherever in your journey. Um, that's a share. very deep question. Um, I I've, I've, yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, I've always okay. Now, from what I've experienced and now, you know, I'm still learning, I've always been a rebel, what a, what most can, people consider as a black sheep. So for those people out there who think they're a bit different or be a bit black sheep, it is a sign of just being true to yourself and there will be challenges, you know, along the way. You know, as, you're, as you probably know, Amy, we are so influenced by so many things, whether it's our family upbringing, through the media, through our education. People like to box us or see us in certain ways that makes them feel comfortable. And it may not necessarily reflect the person who we are. So it's still a challenge. But what I'm learning and I'm still trying to learn is I do think or start projects that excites me, that inspires me first. And when I come from a place of authenticity, that's when I know I'm being true. And regardless whatever the outcome may be, I think enjoying the journey is so important. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I think that um, when we do bring our authentic selves to the table, like that's where the mm. magic is as well. Yeah. Um, and I think you have such a interesting background and without giving all the things that are shared in the book, uh, perhaps if you can start at the beginning of, you know, your, your family background and, and how that has influenced you in, in how you live, you know, and, and even the story of like Amor Mexico as well. Um, oh my God, you, how much time do we have? <laughs> I come from a very interesting, different, different background. Um, both my parents are business people, you know, back in Vietnam. But my cultural background is Chinese, Vietnamese, but my great-grandmother is French. So I've got a bit of influence, a bit of both. And you probably wonder, oh, gosh, how does this, you know, mixed colored women run a Mexican restaurant. And it's because of my husband, who was not Mexican, but he was trained by a Mexican chef. And how it all started was, it was literally out of love and frustration. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, both back, oh God, 18, 19 years ago, both my husband and I were in the corporate world. You know, we've done our degree, you know, to follow the traditional path of living a life, done the corporate thing. And, and I specifically remember one night he just walked through the door and he said, I'm going to start my business. Now, back then, back then, I was in, gosh, I was 28. I had a child who was only a few months old. No experience of running hospitality. No experience of running a business. So how I run Amor Mexico is very different from a traditional restaurant, Mexican restaurant. 
how I see a more Mexico, and even to this day, I run it as a community hub. And it is my hope and it's still my dream um, to run a more Mexico as a, a place where people connect, create and celebrate through community. And that's through food, through arts and entertainment. So I, I run things a bit differently. It's very eclectic. Um, my customers and I co-create the menu. We have drinks named by the customers, by the community. And now we have a community lane. So, and it's, it's still evolving to this day. Yeah, such an amazing, um, yeah, just progression, like even just that little snippet of the journey of like not knowing anything, mm. a risk uh, yeah. out of passion or frustration. And Like what was the frustration, do you think, from your husband's end where he's like, I'm, I'm actually just going to do this now? Um, oh, okay. let me speak from my perspective. Um, I, I think is when we confuse ourselves between responsibilities and joy and expectations sometimes we do things out of joy out of happiness but then there's also a part of us where we we need to feel like we're responsible for other people you know as a husband you know traditionally traditionally you know, he's seen as the food provider and i took a step back from my corporate career to look after my family but somewhere along the line and 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 i always go back to being our, our authentic self we being true who we are is deep down in our heart we know something is doesn't feel right and there's nothing in my opinion there is nothing more disempowering or you know dissatisfied when we don't honor our feelings and then eventually you, you come to the point goes enough is enough and it takes courage to recognize that and then to take action without even knowing what could possibly happen that is courage you know yeah yeah and yeah. Uh, the courage that comes from you as the you know wife and partner mm. I might mm. take that mm. step so yeah. When you, yeah, I guess when your husband was like sharing this with you, what was your, what was going through your mind at the time? You know, it's, it was very interesting. You know, without a shadow of a doubt, and I put hand on my heart, without hesitation, I said, yes, let's do it. Now, think back, right? Young couple with a huge mortgage. Gosh, you know, back then, it was this huge mortgage, young toddler. I'm not working, he's the main food provider. But there was one question I asked myself, what is more important, my, my partner's happiness or a house? Mm. That was it. And I said, I'd choose my husband. And what could, what's the worst that could happen? I lose my house. Mm. That's fine. It's okay. Wow. That's such yeah. a freaking thing, I think. Um, it's a, yeah, because as you know, part of my story is that I've taken that mm. step from corporate life, yes, mainly from health for healthy reasons as as well, um, and mental health and all that kind mm. of stuff. And yeah, you have to get to that point of like, what are your values? What are the things that are important to you? Um, mm. And use mm. that as guiding light as well um, for yes. what the decisions, like the decisions that you make. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're um, welcome. Yeah. 
Yeah. So just kind of touching on some of the tenets of, you know, our podcast and um, mm. what it, we talk about is how to thrive and not just survive. So mm. in those like early days when things were just very new um, and, and to, to this day when things are hopefully more on the thriving side, um, what what has helped you um, kind of, uh, yeah, just to continue to have that perseverance, to have that uh, resilience in the face of like challenges so that you can be thriving and not just surviving? I think I kind of, when, when we talk about surviving, thriving, I think there's also this in-between stage, the maintenance side to maintain that, right? And how what helped me is, and I'm still learning, is for me, first of all, is to stay grounded. When things goes, you know, I remember, I can't remember who told me, you know, there, there was an advice and she said, when thing goes your way, practice humility. When things don't go our way, practice gratitude. And so I see everything is a journey. There will be ups and downs in life. And what I learned is I'll always go back, stay true to myself, but also to have to find create a community, whether it's you know, through on a location or with friends, and to lean in on them. Because it's true, it's through difficult times we need to lean in on people for that support. And it's okay, you know, in, in my chapter, you know, on my courageous journey, it's okay to ask for help. If anything out, it is so important. It, and this is how I run Amore as well. Success is never a solo journey. It's a teamwork. Mm. Whether it's with my staff, with my community, you know, anyone involved. And to have the community, but also to take time out for myself. You know, it's interesting that you know, I was talking to you before, you know, yesterday I, I slept for 12 hours and it, and that is because, again, I forgot to look after myself. Tuesday is usually my Amy's day and that means no business, no phone call, no human contacts and to do things that works for me. And because I've forgotten the simple things, I went <gasps> and I rang up a friend. I said, I don't know why I'm so tired. And he goes, take a day off. And you go, well, and I go, you know what, what do you mean take a day off? I've got so much to do. He goes, Amy. He goes, Amy, this is his voice, right? He goes, Amy, your work will still be here, but you may not be here if you don't look after yourself. Mm, How important is that, right? Mm. You know, there's a saying, we cannot feed the, hung, the hungry mm. from an empty shelf. Just as we can't look after people, we can't look after ourselves. It always starts from us. It always starts from us. Yes. Yes. No. Ah, oh, this you're speaking my language, and the um, as you were sharing, I was just like, I don't know. I, I feel sensations in my body when I know things are correct, and I was just feeling yeah. like feels. I'm like, yeah, this is the truth. You know that um, we can be so busy just doing life, or like you know wanting to change the world, which is out of what our Ben Bright. Uh, blueprint group is about like we want to be mm. the world mm. in order to change the world um we got to um look after ourselves first and um i think that's just a beautiful example and yeah just a very practical one 
if you need it. May I share a um a, a advice from my late father who passed away last month. You know, he, he shared many things with me. And um and I remember, oh god, how many years ago? Ten years ago, we went on a trip to Tasmania, right? And we had a we was over a you know a drink with dad, you know, and, and dad's an entrepreneur himself. And great, he's a charming person. And um and I asked my dad, I said, Dad, you know, if there was one thing you learn about life, what would it be? Right? And he said, he said to me, Amy, look after yourself. Dad's words of wisdom. I like Dad. Bless him. He said, Amy, look after yourself. You must learn to look after yourself. If you can look after yourself, you can look after your family. If you can look after your family, you can look after your business. If you can look after your business, you can look after the community. Such good bad advice. So practical. So practical. Yeah. I, I think there's, you know, there's this misconception or, you know, this expectation from society that we need to show up 100%. We always have to be happy and glory. We are. We can be that, but we can't be like that every day, every time. Sometimes our best is not necessarily 100%. And if our day is showing up in this 60%, and that is our maximum effort, that is perfect. That is perfect. And if we need to show up, you know, without makeup, without, you know, in our pajamas. Sometimes we need pajamas day. Go and have pajamas day. Sometimes, you know, as our for our book launch, we need to glam up. We can glam up. And sometimes we just go, I don't care. I need to be in a bubble bath. Yes, give ourselves permission just to be where whatever state we're in. Mm, yeah. 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 And, and such like. Uh, important advice right now as we're still mm. while we're recording this there's yeah. so much happening in the world right we still have the pandemic is really still you know yeah. live well um not well but it's still happening um yeah. we're not through this yet and a lot of us are carrying this mental load of um and a level of trauma as well that we've gone through as a community and everyone's gone through it at different stages depending on your life circumstances and we just yeah. need to give ourselves a lot of grace and a lot of kindness I think during this time you know you've hit the nail on the head what we I don't I think we're still going through it the process you know the pandemic or what's happening around the world you know in Ukraine what what you say is right it's trauma and when when it's a trauma to someone it, it's, it's out of our control right it, especially the last two years the pandemic has shaken our foundation on a financial, you know, um, basis, emotionally. It has shaken the way we run family. You know, in the past, you know, the parents go and work, the children go to school. All of a sudden, my gosh, everyone had to be under the same rooftop. Parents almost have to turn to be a teacher overnight. We had to learn online. I had to pivot my business running a restaurant on an online basis. However, you know, I always say our outlook determines our outcome. Our outlook determines our outcome. We can see ourselves as a victim when everything is imposed on us. Yes, there's certain things that is without our control, but there are also many things that's within our control. And that is we can give permission to ourselves just to pause. You know, just to pause. You know, you know during COVID, there were... 
there were times where yes oh, i feel like i have to do many things i have to do many things right but there are things and but i also gave myself the opportunity to say to seriously think about what is it that i want to do or how i want to spend my day and how to just be mm. yeah. yeah so many things are within our control and I think, you know, the main challenge, and I can only speak for myself, is when I make a decision, and I'm getting better at it, is do I, how much energy, how much energy do I want to invest in how others perceive me or what their reactions will be, right? And it comes back to the theme of courage. Courage is not always showing up to go rah, 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 you know, I'm, I'm in the battlefield, I'm going to win this war, I'm going to bring my army, oh, God. Sometimes courage, it could be in the middle of the night, you're in bed alone and you're thinking through all these ideas and projects and you went, oh, my gosh, is this the right way? Is this, how is it? And what I've learned is when it feels right and sometimes, you know, I call it the universe, some people call it God, you know, we would all say, you know, sometimes we think we have a plan for life, but, man, life has a plan for us. And there's a whisper. If this is a whisper, and then if you listen to it, great. When it doesn't become so loud, it rings into your ear. And I went, okay, okay, universe, I've got you. I'm, I'm just going to follow. I'm just going to trust. I'm just going to trust the process. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And especially, I, I know you, Amy, you know, you're very intuitive, you know, and you're such an authentic person. You, you know what I mean, right? When we follow our path, our true path, you know, and, and it takes courage. It takes courage to walk one's journey. And that's why I applaud you for what you do to to leave what most people will consider as a successful, you know, career in the corporate law, right, as a corporate lawyer to to do something that is like, oh, my God, life coaching burnout. What are you talking about? This, this is normal. No, it's not. It doesn't have to be. Mm. There are so many different realities. You know, one of my customers who, who works in um, HR in law, in a law firm, international, and he said, you know, it's one of his biggest challenge, suicide amongst lawyers. Yes. And he's, yes. Yeah. 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 And I, yeah. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I was going to say, like, I mm. have a legal profession um, and was starting to share my story with a few different people. Um, that was one of uh, one of the business people I came across. She was saying, like, one of her good friends, who was a brilliant, you know, um, go-getter, high achiever, mm. just one day, like, just decided to take her own life. And she was a lawyer as well, and you're like, yeah. No one should, and that has become one of those stories where I'm like, I don't want anyone to ever take have to take their life because of work, you know, or or feel like they're so helpless and they're caught up in that situation. That mm. that's the only viable option that they could see. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and then it's sad, and it's sad to when people who feel lonely when they feel they are feel alone that the only one who has the problem to take their own life and if if you don't mind I could share a story you know during COVID where our restaurant had weren't able to serve right on a physical capacity and we had to go online or um we can only there was that's right there was no we were unable to offer table service and I'm like oh my okay a restaurant like, what do I do 
so I thought, okay, I'm going to do takeaway. And, you know, my background is community psychology, right? And so anyway, and I have a red couch in my restaurant. So I, I took the red couch in near where I was making coffee. I wanted to be a barista too. You know, that was one of my COVID things. I'm so proud, you know. And, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do whatever I can to serve my community. You know, sometimes it's not about climbing Mount Everest. It's not about being number one. You know, one of my personal mission in life is everyone I meet will leave with a smile. Every space I enter will have a positive impact. And that is that is my life mission, however it expresses itself, right? So anyway, so I have my red couch and people come in and I, re I remember this particular man. And the reason I remember this particular man is he'll come in every day at 11 a.m. and have a coffee. And, you know, make my coffee and make more coffee. We end up having two coffees. Well, he has coffees, you know. And then, you know, and then after a while, you know, I didn't, I didn't hear from him. But anyway, then one day he came back, and on a, and it, it was, he waited until I finished working. And and now I'm gonna cry, I think. So and he came to me and he said, "Thank you, Amy." And I said, "Why?" Oh. And I said, "He goes, thank you for the coffee." I said, "My pleasure." You know, we kept each other company because for me, I thought, "Oh my God, at least I can rely on him." He became a customer and a friend. It was our 11 a.m. chat, and this is what he said. And he said. If it wasn't for you, I would have taken my life. So we never know these little simple acts could save someone's life. Yeah. Right? I'm in tears because I went, wow. So I hope, you know, any of your audience listening, if you ever think anything is down and they will have our down day, just reach out because... If you're feeling that way, someone out there in this world will feel the same. Reach out. And for those, if you believe someone just needs a coffee or pick up the phone to have a helping hand, do that because we never know. Yeah. We never know. So, yeah. It's just to bring you a tear to Okay, we can both cry. <laughs> and tears are good. Tears are good. We're human, right? Yes. Yeah. Human. And, and also that um, just to know, and like you said, for people who are listening and you're feeling mm -hmm. like you're alone, that there is help available, like, you know, to, whether it's to reach out to myself or, you know, if you're a customer of um, Amy's and to reach out there or, you know, a future customer, soon to be customer. Um, and yeah, that help is a lot closer than you think. Um, and there is such a, uh, such, uh, a release I think when you share what's going on in your life too because I think sometimes we just bottle it up or you know mm. we don't be appearing weak to people and that can be very true in a work environment too I can totally understand that there was a mm. lot of that mm. I was a lot of you know feelings that I was experiencing in corporate where I was like I can't tell anyone at work because um, the thoughts that you have and sometimes yeah. it's the environments that you're in is oh if I tell someone like this, like they'll treat me differently or like I might not get that work promotion or that kind of thing then if that's not the place if that's not a psychologically safe place then to mm. find mm. Mm. Um, and you know and 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 thank you for sharing your story Amy I, I think it also it it's there's actually a deeper a deeper um, issue underlying that and that is the culture the working culture 
and you know and we, we often ask okay who, who's taking who's responsible for creating this culture now one school of thought it could be the leaders yes but it's also you know we can also take responsibility and you know myself you know as a business owner you know i, I how i see my staff is you are part of a more yes i do have a system and i'll create systems and always you know I don't know if the word empowers the way I, I invite, I invite my staff. I said, I create, we create system that works for us. There is no point creating system that doesn't work for the people. It, it's just, it's a waste of time, it's a waste of energy and it's a waste of money, right? And I always tell my staff, if anything that doesn't work or you think there are better ways, share it, share it. I, I'm up for it, right? And that's the only way to, to create a more, you know, harmonious, you know, loving environment. Yes. Involve, involve the staff, involve the customers, involve the community. Mm, yeah. And you're such a great community leader that way, Amy. Oh. Um, and yeah, I have visited your restaurant and I intend to go back again, hopefully yeah. soon, um, with the events that we can we'll give you an opportunity to talk about later but um yeah i think if you go into that space and even on the book launch night mm. because there were so many people from your community you had i think one of your customers who's been there 18 years which i think is just a testimony of the relationships that you've built with people and and how yes. you just it's a come as you are um, place. So I think, um, yeah, I like, I definitely take that point and I think it's a good point to make is like sometimes if the place that you're in, like the workplace you're in is not, you know, not a safe place for you than to actually mm. your own bubble, I guess, of being, um, yeah, creating change in your unique way, I, no matter how small and, just makes me think of this um, this story I heard as well. Just mm. quickly, it. but um, I think someone was yeah saying like oh you know my no one speaks to me when I go into the office and things like this was like pre pandemic, and then mm. I think someone challenged you know this individual saying like well why don't you be the first one you know to to reach out and so they just kind of take it on as an experiment of like when she went into the office she would just you know address say hello in the morning to and address people by name and of course because it's something new and something that people haven't seen before they were like you know wow. but then yeah. over time that changed and she was um, an agent of change in her work wow. um and that's what we want to encourage people who listen to the podcast or in this group that you can be the change that you want to see in the world no matter how dark it is, um, we we can actually be a person of light and bring light to darkness too. And, and you know, uh, let's just share this story. It reminds me, you know, sometimes being an adult, but we see it being an, this definition of being an adult have to be mature. Everything has to be right. You have to be perfect. I think it's very important that we learn from being ch children. You look at kids. Uh, with my little, I call them my little customers. They're so cute. They always give me so many advice, you know. Not advice, feedback. Of course. Kids are just, they just show up in their natural life. If they're angry, they'll be angry. 
If they're upset, they'll be upset. But once they process that emotion, they're okay. And that's like us as adults, right? I mean, sure, there's a time and place for it, but to acknowledge it and and just just to show up as who we are. And you know, I, I think it's wonderful what you know you shared us on that person, you know, to be the change. Mm, yeah. I think if we feel it, I'm sure we're not alone. But it's having that courage to step out and say, to to be the change, to be the change to say, you know, and then it's just simple saying hello. And if anything else, you know, this pandemic showed us it is the power of true connection. Yeah. Because I, I love technology, don't get me wrong, you know, that I can connect with you and people from around the world. Um, but nothing replaces, you know, and when, you know, when, if people feel comfortable, a hug. Mm, yeah. Hug say more than a thousand words or a smile. Yes, yes. Um, God. <laughs> Um, I was just going to say that, um, yeah, I think there's a, uh, a 20 second hug, like from someone that you care yeah. about, can actually change your physical state as well. Like it, it affects, yeah. yeah, it affects your emotions and it um, brings a sense of calm to your body. So, I know. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoyed a hug from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. anytime. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so it's, oh, it's just been such a wonderful conversation, um, and we just wanted to touch on a few things that were kind of um, in line with, I guess, some of the themes that have come out of International Women's Day as well. Mm. So we might switch gears a little bit, and because you've spoken about, you know. Um, parents being refugees, um, your Chinese-Vietnamese background, and, um, mm. you know, and we live in a very multicultural uh, community here in Melbourne, uh, but there are, you know, there are some challenges that we can still see in society. And so yes. I just, yeah, so I just wanted to um, touch on a few things and just hear your perspective, uh, particularly mm. being a woman of colour um, and how have you used that perhaps to your advantage or how have mm. you found perhaps like uh, seen um, perhaps discrimination or biases um, and how have you overcome it? So it's a huge question. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, how would I approach that? I've, I've always been, and I had no intention to be considered as a community leader or a pioneer. It was never my intention, but just somehow throughout my whole life, I create things that's a bit out of the norm. You know, when I came to Australia, I, came, I was four and I was considered one of minorities. So a particular primary school, there was about 200 kids. I was probably one of 10 Asian children, kids, students there. So it was a platform to learning how to assimilate, you know, into a, at that time, a very Anglo-Saxon society. And obviously, you, you know, when, when it's my English as my second language, naturally we default, I default, you know, that we use achievement mm. as a way to establish our position, right? And then when at um, university, again, you know, I was one of the few to, one of the first few students to study community psychology. Now, back then, it was, oh, my God, 20, 30 years ago, no one heard of community psychology. 
you step back now, right now. It's all about community. It's about all about empowerment. It's all about inclusion. And then I and then I started a business, a Mexican business. Who I'm not. I can't even cook. Okay, so but don't worry, people. I'm not cooking. It's my husband who's the chef. So I just put it out there. All right. Um. So why why do I do all these projects? And I, you know, in my younger years, I was in a youth group, a multicultural youth group. Yes. Um, but you can you know find out more about my our, our book, our joint book, Amy and Amy, and as well as other women students. And what I've learned is it's never my intention to be the first of everything or to create something what I considered as out of the norm. What when I choose something or a project, it's because I believe there is a better way of doing things and what is still right at the time. Yes, um, yes, there's still what we consider as discrimination, you know, whether it's through gender or through race or through ethnicity. You know, there's so many forms of discrimination. We can use that as an excuse. Uh, as again, it depends on our perception. We can use that as an excuse to fight a fight in a freaking invisible fight, which is, in my opinion, is very systemic. Right? Or, for in my in in my in how I present to the world is all those I see are excuses. We can box ourselves and blame that up because of X, Y, and Z, or we just show up as who we are. We stay true to what we believe in, and then it's by us setting, not an example, to, to lead how we lead, we create a path for others. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's right. Me. Right. Yeah, you're paving the way for other people. And sometimes, oh, my God, it, 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 I, I kid you not, you know, I can say I will, there, there were times where I thought, oh, my God, are we doing the right thing? Let me give you an example. I, I've had my business for 18 years. The first 16 years I was in Forest Hill, which is only one kilometre in my current location. Now, but I've established a business. I've got my community base. Everything was going well. You're probably thinking, why, Amy, why on earth would you relocate to and start all over again? Mm. At the time when I made the announcement that I was moving, I had no premise to move to. So I wrestled without a location. Mm. And it's because I know there is something bigger to do. We have literally outgrown the premise. You know, Amor Mexico, as I said, it's not a restaurant. It, it's, a, it's a space for the community. And, you know, at that time we were running events, we were running corporate functions. It just outgrew the demand of the community and I said okay we're going to move so we got out of the lease and, you know and after four months four months of no premise gosh you know but thank god for you know social media kept in touch with the community we moved to a location in Blackburn January 2020 two months before COVID now many people say oh my god that is such bad timing Amy but it wasn't. It was the best time of my life. It was the best time of my life because during COVID, you know, because you're in Melbourne, so, you know, we have the five-kilometre restriction, the 25-kilometre restriction, then the curfew, da, 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 da. 
Now, most restaurants, most hospital, hospitality venues closed because it wasn't financially viable. You think about it, right? But my focus wasn't from a financial point of view. It was purely from a, building a community. And I, and I said to the community, you know, um, on Facebook and through my social media, more Mexico will stay open for you all. You can come in for a coffee. You can come in for a takeaway. I, I will not close. I will not betray you guys. You guys support me. I will stay open. And now here in tears again. And it was tough. So my husband and I used up all our savings the last for the two years. But in August, August 2021, and I remember that day, I looked at my bank account and went, I don't think I'm going to survive. And it took me five minutes to make a decision. I said, I'm going to hop on Facebook and I'm going to tell the community because the last thing I want, Amy, is one day my customers of 18 years show up to the venue and we're closed. I would not do that, right? So this was at got 8.30 at night. I went, okay, just do it, Amy. Just do it. you got to tell the community, right? Hop on face, live Facebook. Oh, my goodness. And I told them what was happening. And I told them, I said, I'm not going to go down with a fight, but I need your help. I'm going to, I'm going to do takeaways. And if you, you know, and this is one of my philosophy, Amy, I never ask for something without anything in return. I would not, I would always give something before I receive something. I said, if you buy this takeaway, I will throw in something. If you buy a gift voucher, I'll add in another 30%. I had no expectation. And I said, I need the community's help. And that takes courage, right? I said, God, I'm, I'm, I'm down, I'm, I'm, you know, but I'm going to ask. And my gosh, the community's response was overwhelming. It was absolutely overwhelming. And um, bless, bless the community. They shared my video. I had over 300 shares, over 6,000 views. And... You know, I, I said, you know, I, I build a more Mexico for the community and it's the community that saves them all and we're still here. So I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the more community. And, um, yeah, so COVID is probably, you know, many people say COVID is a bad time. No, it's not. It is probably the most fertile, you know, it's a fertile ground for creative people like you and me to make things happen and never give up, never give up on your dreams. You know, you see the monitor, dream until your dreams come true. Mm, amazing. Oh, I'm so inspired by this The few things that, um, well, there's so many, but um, mm. what has come through in the conversation is definitely um, the importance of community and to build, you know, these, um, networks that will support you but also that you're giving to um, the need uh, or the importance of reaching out for help when you're feeling like you need um, that support um, I think also yeah like you said it's just like be yourself uh, be true to yourself um, never give up and these are all the things I think all the ingredients I think of what it means to burn bright and not out in this season and time and so, yeah, I just want to say thank you, Amy. Um, I just want to also uh, give you an opportunity, yeah, just to share what's happening next for Amor Mexico. Um, and yeah. 
So, yes, so um, thank you. Um, so, you know, Amor Mexico is turning 18. We've been around for 18 years. And, you know, one of the things is, uh, you know, I, I want out of this whole, you know, pandemic is I want to support the local musicians. It's always wanted a book launch. I've always wanted a party. And I said, what better way than to do it at Amor 18's birthday party? So Thursday, the 31st of March. Um, there will be a there'll be live musicians by oh my god the in, international performer and award-winning pianist Calvin Leung he's going to be playing at a mall. Mm. Um, there will be obviously Mexican food yes and also you know our our collective book you know my courageous journey so it's all happening all at the same time and all profits all profits from this event will be going towards um, a community garden on community lane. So we've, you know, the community have actually transformed this lane outside more Mexico from a dump literally to now a gorgeous, gorgeous community lane with murals. But there is so much um, to be done there. It is one of my dreams to create a community garden for, you know, for everyone to share, to share this beautiful space. So I invite you, Amy, and your, audi um, your audience you know, and if it's okay, I'll, you know, I'll post the link so anyone's interested. Yeah, yeah, please do um, put the link yes. to um, this live stream uh, chat um, and we'll also post it when we uh, broadcast this on the podcast yes. as well. So, yeah, so I'll, we'll put all the links um, as to how you can follow Amy and Amor Mexico on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and, yeah, just wanted to say thank you once again for taking the time to have a chat. Um, there's been a few comments that have been left here, which I know we'll go back to and have a look at, but thank you so much for those who have tuned in live. And if you're watching the replay or listening on the podcast, uh, please, yeah, screenshot and share it around uh, so people can be inspired by this amazing conversation. Okay. Thank you, Amy. I just want to take this opportunity for being the amazing and inspiring woman that you are. You know, what you're doing is going to serve the community. You know, it's so important to, to, to talk about this difficult topic of burnout. But if anything else, you know, to burn bright. And everyone, everyone, you know, has someone to share. It's a gift. You know, we are a gift to each other. And I just want to say thank you for allowing me to share my story you know and i know there'll be more opportunities that will work together and and you know you're a customer so you're a part of a more community now yay <laughs> you are it's true you know so, uh, a more belongs to everyone so everyone's welcome to have you know to come in at a great time good time good things are on our way always yes yes yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, there's there's a lot to be grateful for um, and also a lot to look forward to as well. So. Absolutely. And it's because Absolutely. amazing people like you, Amy. Oh, thank you. you are, so, you're a star. You're a star. All right. We'll, we'll end this love fest here. Yeah, <laughs> but, love. Yeah, 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 fantastic. Well, thank you, everyone, again, for listening uh, to this uh, live interview and uh, this podcast episode, if you're listening on the podcast. Uh, make sure you tune in next week for another amazing interview for from another mover and shaker for our month of March. All right. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.